Welcome to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. You are listening to the show that will help you create a culture of duplicating leadership across your organization. Scott is one of the founding members of the John Maxwell Leadership Coaching and Development Team. He is an international trainer and speaks in front of tens of thousands of people each year. He is a man of great vision and integrity, and he is committed to helping others succeed. Mr. Scott Ross. Welcome, everybody, to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. I appreciate you guys who are on live and those who are listening around the world via the recording. My name is Scott Ross, and I'm very honored to be a part of your week and be a participant in your growth. I'm excited about what this podcast can do for you in terms of achieving your desired outcome in life, whether that be professionally, personally, or spiritually. You know, we believe very strongly here that leadership is a lid on everything that you want to accomplish and that as you elevate your level of leadership, you elevate your lid and maximize your opportunity to be successful in every area of your life. We're going to be diving into a new series this week on 360-degree leadership. And this is a concept that has become quite popular amongst the leadership gurus of our day. In fact, my mentor, John Maxwell, wrote a book called The 360-Degree Leader. And we're not really going to be taking much from that book, but it is a very popular topic today. And it is something that I think everybody really needs to embrace and understand because leadership has a lot of myths and mythology that surround it. People believe that leadership is something other than what it really is. And so we're going to really, through examining what it means to be a 360-degree leader, understand leadership at its core. Because once you understand leadership at its core, leadership from 360-degree perspective becomes second nature. What, what do I mean by a 360-degree leader? Well, it means that from wherever you are, leadership can take place. You can lead at any place in an organization. Leadership doesn't mean, or is it is not required, I should say, that you are at the, quote, top of an organization. You don't need to be the CEO or the team captain or the man of the house or whatever things you may associate with being at the top of an organization. You can lead from absolutely Anywhere, And the idea of being a 360-degree leader is how do we do that? What do we need to understand? What do we need to embrace? What skills do we need to develop? What perspectives do we need to have in order to lead from wherever we are? And so in this series, we're going to talk about the three different places you will find yourself in your life that you will need to lead from. There is the obvious one that people associate with leadership. And that is leading down. If I am at the top of an organization, what do I do to lead best when I'm at the top? Then there's leading up. When I'm looking up at people who are above me in the hierarchy of my organization, how do I lead from that position? And then the place that most people are in is leading from the middle. How do I lead laterally those people around me and then, of course, lead up and down. Now, Dr. Maxwell spent the majority of his book, The 360-Degree Leader, focusing on that position, that middle place, because that's where the majority of people find themselves. But what we're going to do in this series is we're going to talk about all three distinctively and give you skills and attitudes and tactics that you can use to be a great leader 
no matter where you are. But before we dive into those three positions, leading down, leading up, and leading across, what I want to do today and this week is give you some core principles that are going to apply no matter what position we're in. And again, once we embrace and understand these core principles, it's going to make leadership at any place in an organization not only possible, but effective. And so let's just dive into what some of these core principles might be. The first thing I want to talk about is that leadership is a decision. Leadership is a decision. Let me say it another way. Leadership is not a position. It's not a position. It's a decision. A lot of people think, well, the manager is in charge, so they're the leader. The CEO is in charge, so they're a leader. And that is just not correct. Being the manager, being the head coach, being the CEO doesn't make you a leader at all. In fact, you might be in a position and be a terrible leader. You might have an, an entire group of people that do not want to follow you. Leadership is not a position. Rather, leadership is a decision. One of the mistakes that people make is they say things like, well, when I get to be in charge, I'm going to dot, dot, dot. Boy, the, man, if, they could ever, if they'd ever promote me, I'm going to do things differently around here. Man, once I get my shot, I'm going to do things differently. Once I hit that next rank and I've got that title, then you're going to see a new sheriff in town. This is the attitude, but that's not a leader's attitude. That is a positionally based attitude, and leadership is not position. Leadership is a decision. At our annual leadership summit that we did in January, we do that every year, and I encourage you guys to put that on your calendar. We do it the first weekend of January as a way to launch the year. But we dove into this idea of the leadership decision in a very deep way. We looked at it for almost three hours, and there is so much that could be said about the leadership decision, what it means, what are the implications, what does it look like, what does it not look like. But let me just give you a couple of thoughts for the brevity of our podcast here. I already talked about leadership being a decision, and this means that leadership is not the default position. You must choose leadership. You must flip a switch in your mind that says, I am a leader starting right now. You're not waiting for something to take place for you to just default into leadership. See, there's this attitude that, well, if I was the manager, if I was the vice president, if I was the head of this division, if I had the rank, if I was at this place on the team, that would make me the leader. No, it won't because leadership isn't a position. And so if you're waiting, thinking that once a title is given to you, that that by default makes you a leader, you're going to be waiting until Christ returns because it's never going to happen. Leadership is not a default position. Leadership is a decision that you make, and it must be chosen. You can choose right now, wherever you are in every organization you're a part of, to lead. You flip a switch and say, starting today, I'm a leader. I'm going to see myself as a leader. I'm going to operate as a leader. And we're going to give you some of those core ideas here as we go through the rest of this podcast. But it's a decision. And 
along with understanding that it's a decision that you must choose, you also need to understand that leadership is purposeful. Leadership is purposeful. Leadership does nothing by catching it as it comes at you. Rather, leadership is anticipating and setting the course. Leaders are on purpose. They're not reacting as things take place. Now, don't get me wrong. Do leaders have to react? Of course, we adjust strategy. We adjust tactics. But leadership puts itself on the offensive. It moves in a direction towards a goal. And so leaders are in purposeful activity, purposeful mindsets all the time. And so when you flip that switch and you choose leadership, what you're also doing is saying, I'm going to be on purpose. I'm going to have a course that I am following from this point forward, and I'm not just randomly reacting to the world. I'm charting the course for myself, for my team, for my organization. Leadership is a decision, not a position. You have to choose it, and you've got to be on purpose. Now, the next core principle to understand that's going to facilitate this 360-degree leadership is that leadership is service. Leadership is service. It is others-focused. One of the reasons you can lead from anywhere in an organization is that you can serve from anywhere in an organization. If you're the lowest person on the totem pole or the highest person on the totem pole or anyone in between, you can serve the people around you. See, the attitude that you must be in charge in order to be the leader puts the focus on you. It's a desire to, quote, call the shots, or it's a desire to get the credit for what happens. And those things have nothing to do with leadings, with leading. Those are inwardly focused rather than outwardly focused. When your attitude is outward, you can lead. You see, leaders facilitate the team's goals. Leadership is about helping the organization achieve its objectives. Leadership is about elevating those around you. Leadership is about mentoring and coaching. Leadership is about contributing. What are all those things? They're serving. The greatest leader of all time, Jesus Christ, said, I came to serve, not to be served. When you take this attitude that if I'm going to be a leader, what that means is my focus is on everyone else. It's about sacrifice. It's about giving of myself to others to raise them up. It's about giving of myself to the organization to elevate the organization's goals. When that happens, you're going to be leading in a big way. Now, the biggest ingredient necessary to, to do this right is an ingredient called humility. To make this clear, this is the opposite of pride. You must be humble if you're going to serve others. And humility works both directions. Let me give you an example. We're going to get into details again of leading down, leading up, and leading laterally. But if you happen to find yourself in a position where you have those who are subordinate to you in the organization, where you're leading down, 
Humility means that as a leader, you will listen to input from the team. The humble leader is open to feedback. The humble leader is taking suggestions. The humble leader is listening to the heart of his or her people and is adjusting course in order to make them someone that can achieve their goals, to facilitate their success, to facilitate them achieving their objectives. But it works the other way as well. The humble leader who is leading up is willing to accept decisions they don't necessarily agree with from their superiors. It's a humility that says, maybe I don't understand the whole picture here. Maybe because of where I am in the organization, there's things I don't get, and I'm going to give my leader the benefit of the doubt. I am humble enough that I'm going to submit my pride or circumvent my pride and I'll do it their way even though I may not like it because I have the humility to serve the greater good and to serve the person who's in a position above me. So humility works both ways. You will know you are going the wrong direction in your leadership the second that pride starts to get into any of the decisions or the actions the decisions you make or the actions that you take. We put others first. We see leadership as service. I see them almost as one and the same thing. The person serving the most people, you show me that person, and I'm going to show you the person who is probably leading the most people. We have humility at both ends of the spectrum. Next, not only is leadership a decision, and leadership service. Leadership is ownership. Leadership is ownership. Now I have to give a shout out and give credit. I just read one of the best leadership books I've ever written. And I'm going to be writing a review of this for the website scottrossonline.com. And I just highly recommend you guys read this book. It is a book called Extreme Ownership. Now it doesn't sound like a leadership book. But it is. And I've always loved the idea, but I want to give credit to the book because it really caused it to grow in my mind the importance of this idea of ownership in connection with leadership. How is the book called Extreme Ownership a leadership book? It's because leadership is ownership. What do I mean by that? Leaders take 100% responsibility for their outcomes. Leaders own the outcome. So let me give you some examples of what that looks like and what it doesn't look like. See, leaders do not have an us versus them mentality. And this is something you will find a lot. You will find workers in a corporation who blame them for when things aren't right. Them for when they don't like something. And them normally means their manager, the executive team, ownership of the company, whatever. And of course, you'll find owners or CEOs or executive teams who blame them for it not going well. You know, there's sales leaders who, when they don't make their quota, well, it's them, the salespeople on the team. It's their fault. 
You have military leaders when the battle is not won or something goes sideways. Well, they didn't follow orders. They didn't execute. You have coaches on teams that say they didn't execute the plays. Or you have players who say they didn't coach us very well. Or the offense says they on the defense didn't play or keep their end of the bargain. Leaders don't talk like that. Leaders do not have an us versus them mentality. Leaders own the outcome. They have a we mentality. They never have what I call a take your ball and go home attitude. Do you remember when you were a kid and you're on the playground and, you know, there's the one kid, maybe it was you, um, that you wanted to play a certain game or you wanted to play a certain way. And if you didn't get your way, you're like, give me my ball. I'm going home. You just wanted to walk off the playground. You, you're done with them. That never, ever is the attitude of a leader. Leaders don't take their ball and go home. Leaders contribute to the we. They contribute to the organization, to the team. There is never an us versus them mentality in a true leader. Another thing leaders don't do is they don't blame. If their superiors don't like something, it's my fault. If their subordinates don't perform, it's my fault. If the team is losing, it's my fault. You can just write this across the top of any leader. Responsibility, responsibility, responsibility. I am responsible for my outcome. I take 100% responsibility for my outcome. You know, the, the, the upper echelons of an organization, the, the, the workers are complaining. Man, they're making us fill out all these stupid reports. You know, they make us put the PowerPoint slides in this stupid format. Why do they need all this junk? It's just a waste of my time. That's not the way that leaders talk. If the superiors are asking for something and you're leading up, you're thinking, okay, man, they must really need this information in order to make a great decision. This must really help them be better leaders at their level to get the organization to achieve what it needs to achieve. Let me make sure I'm giving them everything I can give them to support them in that cause. It's 100% I own it. Leaders don't blame they don't have an us versus them mentality. Leaders own outcomes. And guess what? You can own the outcome no matter where you are in an organization. Okay, last but not least, leadership is courage. Leadership is courage. And as we've been alluding to with these other three core principles, this works no matter where you are in the organization. See, if you're at the top of an organization, it takes courage to have a bold vision for the future. It takes courage to put yourself out there and start to see what's possible and tell the organization, proclaim out loud, this is what we're going to achieve, this is where we're going to go. See, once you say it, you've got to do it. That takes courage. If you're leading at the top, your goal, or not your goal, your responsibility, and we're going to talk about this next week when we get into leading down, but your responsibility is to cast a huge vision that can inspire the masses to come with you. You're going to need to communicate that vision clearly on an ongoing basis. You're going to have to be in the lives of your people, in their growth, in their mentorship, in their coaching that takes 
courage. It takes courage to go do something before the rest of the world can see it. It takes courage to be the pioneer. Leading from the top down requires a lot of courage. You're charting a new course. That's not for the faint at heart. But guess what? It works the other way around as well. If you're leading from the bottom up, or if you're leading in the middle, and of course that also means you're leading up, it takes a lot of courage to be there because it takes courage to give feedback, to ask questions, and to give consultation. See, here's what non-leaders do. Non-leaders in the middle and the bottom just complain. They bitch and they moan about their leaders. What The reason is that it takes courage that when you don't understand something, to go to the person face-to-face and say, I want to do the best job serving this organization. Help me understand this decision. Help me understand this direction. Give me more insight into your vision. It is the responsibility of the person at the top to do that because they own the outcome. But it's also the responsibility of the person in the middle or the bottom to ask the question if they don't understand. The leader is not a mind reader. If you don't get it, go ask. If you don't like it, give feedback. If you have a great idea, don't take your ball and go to another playground. Consult with your leadership and get that incorporated into the overall direction of the organization. See, it takes courage to be that person. Leaders ask leaders questions. They don't ask the questions to be insubordinate or snarky. This isn't a, I'm in the meeting, I'm being sarcastic just as a way to try to prove a point and look great to my peers and be the class clown. No, it's a humility that brings the question open to the fact that you may not have full understanding, that you may not have full comprehension, you may not have the big picture. It's asking so that you can go away and execute that leader's vision and do the very best job you can. Leadership, whether from the top, the middle, or the bottom, requires courage. So those are some core principles to being a 360-degree leader. Leadership is a decision. It's not a position. You've got to flip a switch and be on purpose. Leadership is serving. It is others-focused. The key ingredient is humility. Leadership is ownership. It's 100% responsibility for the outcome. It is nobody's fault but mine. And leadership takes courage no matter where you are in the organization. This is not for the faint at heart. Guys, starting next week, we're going to look at the three different positions you can lead from and give you specific strategies and tactics and attitudes. I hope that you're going to find this series edifying. Go out to Scott Ross online and listen to all the archives and make sure you subscribe to this podcast so that you can get the episodes delivered real time anywhere you are in the world. Until next week, guys, God bless you. Let's raise our lid. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Scott Ross Leadership Podcast. You can find other episodes at scottrossonline.com. 